Hi, I'm Dave Zelasko, Editorial Director of Tire Business, and I'm here with Dave Crawford, President of the Hybrid Shop, a company that provides training, tech support, and remanufactured batteries used in hybrid vehicles. In this podcast, I will talk with Dave about the growing electric vehicle market and the hybrid auto business and the opportunities for independent auto repair shops, including independent tire dealerships, to service these vehicles. Dave, let's start with the market, with the electric vehicle market and the EV hybrid overall market. What is the forecast for the next five to ten years for electric vehicles and hybrids? Well, today there's over five million vehicles on the U.S. road. That's hybrid and electric. And over the last two years, we've seen about a 34% growth. CMA just did a study, and their projections uh, from a November 18th uh, report uh, shows that by 2020, the HEV and EV market will represent about 18% of total vehicles produced in the U.S. Worldwide, this segment is growing and will replace the internal combustion engine at some point. No one knows exactly when. But the worldwide demand is driving vehicle manufacturers heavily. So what they've done is invested in the R&D, which, again, is flowing back into the U.S. marketplace and driving a lot of vehicle sales. If you think back a little bit over time, David, is that who ever would have thought that the F-150 from Ford is going to go electric? But they announced that it is. And I guess in my lifetime, I never would have thought that on a Super Bowl ad, there'd be an ad for an electric vehicle, but Audi had one at the recent Super Bowl. And then you see that Amazon gets invested $700 million in Rivian, which is an electric car startup here in the USA. So the segment is moving forward, and it's actually moving into the commercial segment of the business as well with vehicles like the Hino 195H. So you're going to get these commercial fleets that are growing in the major metro markets that are going to start going into hybrid electric vehicles. Dave, what what is driving this growth uh, in electric-powered and hybrid vehicles? Uh, doesn't seem like there's demand coming necessarily from consumers, so where's it coming from? Overall, I think it's a concern for the environment and reducing the carbon footprint worldwide. Internal combustion engines and diesel vehicle growth is causing pollution levels, especially a lot of big cities in Europe. And that's drifted into this country as well. Go back several decades, 1975, the federal government developed the CAFE standard when we had uh, the major fuel crisis back in the 70s. And what that does is mandate that each one of the vehicle manufacturers meet certain mile-per-gallon standards. Today, it's 34.1 miles per gallon that their fleet must average. By 2025, that's increasing to 54.5. Now, manufacturers have to meet this standard, or they get assessed heavy fines, which affects their profitability. There's also a nine-state initiative, which is uh, targeted to lower the vehicle emissions. It's enacted in California in 1990, and eight other states have embraced the effort with the goal to reduce the emissions. It's a very complex formula, which gives points, basically, to how many vehicles a manufacturer produces, how many electric vehicles, low-emission vehicles, and hybrids in relation to the internal combustion engine vehicles. Now, it's been a sliding scale over the last several years, but by 2025, is that that's got to be a one-to-one ratio in these nine states. So kind of put that in layman's terms. If you take Ford for an example, they can produce one Ford F-150, which is an internal combustion engine, to one hybrid or low-emission vehicle or electric vehicle. Now, if you spread that out a little bit today, that represents about 640,000 vehicles in those nine states. 
By 2025, the goal is to be at 3.3 million vehicles. So you kind of take that way back in time is that, as Henry Ford said, you can have any color you want as long as it's black. I think looking forward to a great degree is that you can have any kind of vehicle you want as long as it's low emission vehicle, hybrid, or electric. Very good. Uh, that's interesting. So that's kind of what's pushing all of this going forward. So when you t look at these uh, uh, electric vehicles and electric uh, vehicles and hybrids, how do they differ from a gasoline-powered or an internal combustion engine in terms of their mechanics? I don't think they have the same number of moving parts. Is that correct? No, they don't. And it's actually somewhat easier once you know how to work on the vehicles. It's actually somewhat easier to work on them. It's technology evolving over time. I think the most important piece you need uh, to keep aware of is safety. That's paramount. Techs need to know how to work on the vehicles where they could get seriously hurt or possibly killed. You know, the hybrid vehicle, if you take that as an example, that's a combination of the internal combustion engine working with an electric engine to power the vehicle. Electric motor is prominent, low speeds, and when it's cruising, but the ICE engine takes over with accelerating and under power. Braking systems are different. Uh, actually, on hybrids and electric vehicles, it's a regenerative braking system. So when you go to hit the brakes, it's actually channeling energy back into the battery to charge it back up again. Now, the electric vehicles, they run 100% on battery power. So there is no internal combustion engine. When they run out of gears, they're dead in, dead in their tracks, basically. So when, when you, you look at it for like an independent repair shop, uh, what opportunities are there out there for, for in repairing and servicing um, hybrid vehicles or electric vehicles? Or can independents repair that? Are they going to have to, these vehicles need to go back to the vehicle makers for service? Well, kind of reverse those questions, Dave. I think the vehicles do not have to go back to the dealer for car dealer for service. Um, you know, the warranty work can be performed at any independent garage or dealership that's in the marketplace, as long as they do good quality work. You know, suggested maintenance can also be performed at the independent. So that's something that I guess is a misnomer with so many customers that the car has to go back to the manufacturer, and it doesn't. You know, independent garages, to me, can do a lot of the maintenance, if not all of it. Uh, all hybrids and electrics have a standard 30, 60, 90,000 mile service. It's uh, recommended by the manufacturer, as all vehicles do. You know, to me, I try always suggest to dealers that they try and capture the hybrid electric vehicle customer right after that traditional free period where they get the oil changes and they check, check, check when the car is brand new. So it's really no different than the traditional vehicle. If you get the customer coming in early, you start to build that relationship up over time. And as the vehicle ages, you've built the relationship and the trust is built up. So when a heavy service or maintenance item comes into play, you've got that relationship and the customer, I think, is more willing to, to pay you and work with you to fix the car. As vehicles age, um, there are certain things that are specific to hybrid electric vehicles. Working on the high energy system requires training. If you don't know how to work on it, they can be dangerous. Battery replacement, that's certainly a big ticket item. About 4% of the vehicles on the road today, that's hybrid electric vehicles, need a battery replacement every year. Now, this is a big ticket item and one that helps boost the revenue of any one of the shops that are out there. So I think there's certainly opportunities for all independent garages and dealers that are in the marketplace. 
So if you wanted to get into this business as a as an independent tire dealership, um, you know, as you know, many independent tire dealers not only provide uh, servicing, mounting, and balancing for tires, but they also do um, work on the uh, engines and the and the vehicles themselves, automotive service work. So what kind of training um, do they do you need to get, and kind of where do you go get this training? I know the hybrid shop offers it, but are other you know companies and offering this out there? There are, Dave. Um, there's several good companies that offer solid uh, hybrid electric vehicle training in the marketplace. Um, parts stores conduct limited training on, on the vehicles, you know, a lot of it after hours. Uh, some of it's online, which gives you a basic understanding. But I think techs need to go out and they need to spend time, several days, in on-hand training. They need to not only understand the theory behind it, and the classroom type of training, but they need to get their hands in there and work on the vehicles, actually. And there are several people in the marketplace to do that. Now, I think that stems into service advisors as well. They also train. You need to understand the technical side of this. It's different. I think the customers are a little bit more tech-savvy today. They've done their research. So they understand the vehicle when they come in to get service done on it. So if a service advisor doesn't fully understand how the vehicle operates, and has taken the time to work a little bit about how to sell a big ticket item and relate to that customer, I think, you know, they, they, they tend to not be able to sell the, the workers efficiently. So customers tend to follow the maintenance schedule, and when it's explained properly to them, it's an incremental revenue stream, and that's where the service advisors are so helpful. Uh, you know, you'd mentioned a couple times uh, in, in our talk this morning that uh, um, that kind of servicing in uh, electric vehicles or hybrids can be scary in the sense that the, uh, I think the battery packs have the actually warnings on them that you can die from this if you don't service them properly. Um, you know, we kind of asked this a, a little bit already, but uh, is this a field? I mean, should, should independent tire dealerships, should they even consider entering this or, you know, should they be left to the so-called experts? That, <laughs> you know, it's, it's that sticker is on there, and I've used that in presentations, Dave, uh, over the years. That um, when you pull the back seat out of some of the cars, there's always a warning label in there about being careful about pulling that that shroud off uh, to get to the battery, if you will. And I think most of that is intended for you know the novice. It doesn't work on the cars. They can be very dangerous, of course, but you know with proper training. And knowing where the disconnect switch are, you can sit there and disable the battery so it's not hooked up to the vehicle anymore. But it takes training and understanding where those disconnects are to be able to work on all the drivetrain and do it safely. When when you look, um, you know, at the uh, the business itself, let's, let's say you decide as a as an independent shop that you want to get into the hybrid business. Um, what are what risks are there? What are the downside risks for a shop? Uh, you know, it's if and main. I guess two types of risks. The main one, though, is if they don't get into this business, are they going to miss out on uh, a growing market? I believe they are. Um, not only service dealers, but at the same time, tire dealers are. As the industry starts to grow and the vehicle count starts to increase year after year, do you want those vehicles riding by your shop every day? What's projected in the next, you know five to six years, is going to be more than 20% of the vehicles riding by your shop every day. And if you're not working on them and you're not afraid to work on them, 
or bring them into your shop, you know, that's potentially 20% of the marketplace that you can't touch. So it is an opportunity, I think, for, for, for tire dealers to get into it and service dealers to get into it. There really is no downside risk in this. It's a, a growing field that dealers need to get involved in and need to address. So if you if you uh, uh, wanted to be a, if as an independent tire dealer uh, and you w wanted to get into this business, where do they start? I mean, how do you begin to research whether this is a business that you want to enter? I think where they need to step first of all is they need to do a little bit of homework to find out what the registration is in the marketplace. It's certainly, I think probably more important when there's a heavy vehicle count in your marketplace that you adapt this early and bring this into your shop. But even if there's not, I think you still need to take a hard look at what's out there. Even if the vehicle count is not that high, there's still an opportunity to bring the cars in. I would look at the vehicle count. I would sit there and look for good quality training where my techs can get trained and understand the business and what's out there. And once you get your people trained, then I think you need a strong marketing support to position yourself in the marketplace. I think for tire dealers especially, Dave, is that, you know, everyone deals in the tire segment. You know, it's become a commodity selling tires. And as you know, I've spent the vast majority of my career working with independent tire dealers. And it's become a commodity end of the business. They deal with the major retailers, the online uh, segment now. They deal with the car dealers. And how can you not address that segment of the marketplace that when your profits are drifting down or the competition becomes tougher and tougher, how do you differentiate yourself as your traditional tire dealer in the marketplace? This gives you an opportunity, I think, to differentiate yourself and position yourself as the tech leader in the marketplace and being able to work on the most technologically advanced vehicles that are coming out. Thanks, Dave. That's uh, This has been great. I think uh, this has been a really interesting discussion. Uh, I thank you for sharing your insight into the servicing of electric vehicles and hybrid vehicles. Uh, and this podcast is one of many tire business will conduct this year with top executives in the tire and automotive service industries. And our goal is to provide insight into the business on topics of interest to our independent tire dealer readers. All of these podcasts will be housed on the tire business website at tirebusiness.com. Again, Dave, thanks for talking to tire business and for sharing your insight. Thank you, Dave. Appreciate you reaching out.